It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 256 and our theme this week. Well, I'll tell you what that is in a minute. But let me just tell you, first of all, that Quantum is a podcast that looks at news and views from throughout the world from a Christian perspective. But we are open to all. And thank you for those of you who've got in touch. And there was a lovely review on the uh, Amazon app, the uh, the Apple rather app. Without playing the left-right politics card, the host manages to present truth with clarity and compassion, placing his greater loyalty to Jesus first and not political activism. He is informative, the music is entertaining and enlightening, and his style is thoroughly biblical. Well, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but please feel free to uh, put any kind of review on uh, any of the review things. It really does help us, actually. But... This is our theme for today, mentioning that, of course, that entertaining and enlightening music. Here's some a band from Scotland. There's a man I meet, walks up our street. He's a worker for the council, has been 20 years. And he takes no lip of nobody. And litter off the gutter Puts it in the back And never thinks to mutter And he packs his lunch in a sunless bag The children call him Bogey He never lets off But I know cause he once told me He let me know a secret About the money in his kitty He's gonna buy a dinghy Gonna call her Dignity I'll sail her up the west coast Through villages and towns I'll be on the holidays They'll be doing the rounds They'll ask me how I got her I'll say, I saved my money They say, isn't she pretty That she calls dignity In a faraway sea Sipping down racket And reading Minard Keys And I'm thinking about home And all that that means And a place in the winter For dignity And I'll sail up the west coast through villages and towns I'll be on my holidays They'll be doing the rounds They'll ask me how I got a house I save my money I say isn't she pretty That ship called Dignity That was Deacon Blue and a ship called Dignity and I'm thinking about home and I'm thinking about faith and I'm thinking about work and I'm thinking how good it would be to be here someday on a ship called Dignity. 
well, we are thinking about home, we're thinking about faith, we're thinking about worth, work, and we're thinking about the dignity that people should have. And the dignity that comes from human beings being made in the image of God and how we should all be treated with dignity. So this week, I'm going to do some follow-up from last week, uh, from some of the issues that arose. Now, one of the things we raised was COVID, and uh, The Atlantic this week revealed that CNN had banned all discussion of the lab leak theory of COVID origins on air, fearing that it was a xenophobic gambit (coughs) that endangered Asian Americans. And there you have an example of what I would say, American liberal progressives imposing their worldview on the whole of the world and distorting truth for the sake of that. In a similar manner, we mentioned Target and woke capitalism. It's come to light that Target has been funding the NDN Collective, which bills itself as an indigenous-led organization dedicated to building indigenous power. As The Spectator says, this organization is so radical it makes Black Lives Matter look like a 1950s branch meeting of the Country Women's Association. They want to tear down Mount Rushmore, for example, because it depicts white supremacists and and so on. And then we mentioned Dark Mojo from Hobart. Now, this is the very opposite of human dignity. It's a festival in Hobart, and we, we mentioned it in the context of Satanism. Well, this is where all this goes. Now, I I need to give you a little bit of a warning here. If you have young children listen to this for the next couple of minutes, I would uh, keep them away. Because there was a two-hour show at Hobart, which, amongst other things, involved, well, not just nudity, but masturbation, blood donation, uh, and so many other things. It included skinning and stitching back together a dead rat, all of this broadcast on big screens. And there was what they called synchronized defecation. Um, Six women bent down and yeah. That's about as far as I will go. This was all done by an Austrian performance artist and a whole bunch of women called Holtzinger. Uh, It produced a scattering of walkouts from ticket holders, most noticeably when the appearance of a hypodermic needle made it apparent that one of the performers would be nating her blood to a group artwork. More than 100 or so walked out the first showing on Friday night. See, that's humanity not dignified. It's not art. It's perverse, it's sick, it's gross. It's the very opposite of dignity. As is the continued insanity of the trans craze. Now, um, we we have to keep mentioning this because it keeps coming up. Um, So here are a few follow-ups again from last week in that. First of all, this from Sydney. And I think that we want to consider where we could go with all of this too. You know, we talk very much about women who've had cancer. And that's such an important thing because they may never had had, uh, the the capacity to have a baby. We've got women who've had to have a hysterectomy because of a catastrophe. And we've also got interest from from other groups. So women who were assigned male at birth, the transgender population, we have an option for these people in the future. That is Dr. Jason Abbott of the Sydney Royal Women's Hospital. Here is a male doctor announcing that there are women who were assigned male at birth. That's an anti-science, anti-human, anti-medical lie. And he's also suggesting that um, 
these males who say they are women will be able to purchase uteruses. Where will these uteruses come from? The poor? There is a little bit of good news, though. Um, in the UK, children are not to be allowed to transition without their parents giving consent. And changing pronouns will not be used in schools. And the trans people and Peter Tatchell are up in arms saying this is worse than Section 28. This is persecution. No, it's sanity. And I'm glad that the UK is following that route. And it's about time America and other countries did as well. And then there's also a wonderful article from uh, Carl Truman, which again, like all the items here, we do put links to. And it's referencing this from Monty Python's Life of Brian, which we played before, but it's worth playing again. I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Rich, provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman, or woman to rid himself or herself. Or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have... Babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies! Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a Truman says this. Opponents of blasphemy then and of blasphemy now share something in common, a concern to protect that which is sacred. But that is where the similarity begins and ends. Old-style blasphemy involved desecrating God because it was God who was sacred. Today's blasphemy involves suggesting that man is not all-powerful, that he cannot create himself in any way he chooses, that he's subject to limits beyond his choice and beyond his control. That such blasphemy is obviously and undeniably true does not make it less offensive to the modern, secular priests and priestesses, priestesses whose power depends on guarding our culture from reality. Ironically, John Cleese has now been indicted for blasphemy under both regimes. Um... Because John Cleese is producing a theatre version of Life of Brian and he's been asked not to uh, have the scene, that scene in with Loretta because that's the blasphemy of, of today's age. By the way, I, I kind of suggest this. Um, I read an article, I thought it was very good. Keep your DVD player because... Uh, Lots of stuff is going to be cancelled online and stuff that you thought you owned online, it's going to be taken away from you. All right. Now, here's following up on this as well. Here's an extraordinary clip that's been going around on social media. Um, it's from a girl who dared to challenge one of her teachers. Listen to this. Gender is not linked to do with the, not linked to the parts that you were born with. Gender is about how you identify, which is what I said right from the very beginning. No, of the no, lesson. I just don't agree with that. Yeah. So why should I have to listen biological, to that? Biological sex, there is actually three biological sex. Because you can be born intersex, you can be born with male and female body parts or hormones. Yeah. Everyone's born with a 
you have a vagina, you're a girl, and you have a penis, you're a boy. Yeah. But cisgender is not necessarily the way to be. Is you it? are talking about the fact that cisgender is the, the norm, that you identify with the gender with the sexual organ that you're born with yeah. or you're weird, that's yeah. basically what you're saying. Yeah. Which is really despicable. The uh, mother of one of the girls said, I'm so proud of my daughter. She'll always stand up for what she believes and that's all she did. She expressed a view that many of her classmates and parents would share. Now, the, we don't play the whole clip, but uh, at one point the teacher told the girl to leave and go to another school if she didn't like what was being told. This is bullying of a 13-year-old. This is not treating children and young girls with dignity. And saying that um, there are lots of different genders and that being cisgender is despicable was just incredible. Their college said, um, we are committed to offering our pupils an inclusive education. Teachers endeavoured to ensure that pupils' views are listened to and encourage them to ask questions and engage in discussion. Teachers also aim to answer questions sensitively and honestly. Uh, no. No. That did not happen at this college. And I suspect at lots of schools it's not happening. Let me give you some good news from this. Uh, Christian uh, teaching assistant Kirsty Higgs, who we've mentioned before, was sacked after sharing two Facebook posts that raised concerns about how transgenderism and compulsory sex education was to be taught at her son's Church of England primary school. She won her appeal. Um, at a Bristol employment tribunal and had upheld her sacking, but the president of the Employment Appeal Tribunal Dame Jennifer Eady allowed Mrs Higgs' appeal, saying that the freedom to manifest belief and to express views relating to that belief are essential rights in any democracy, whether or not the belief in question is popular or mainstream, and even if its expression may offend. That is good news. Not such good news is the American State Department, who've uh, awarded a $21,000 grant for a cultural centre in Ecuador to host drag theatre performance because it gives LGBTQ people an outlet to express themselves freely and safely in Ecuador. This is to include 12 drag theatre performances and a two-minute documentary and three workshops. Here again are the US. Just, yeah, I, I don't even know where to begin with this, but they're just imposing their liberal progressivism on the rest of the world. This is money that's meant to be given for aid. Okay, let's stop there. And let's actually go on to um, this week's news and uh, something very important. I cannot resist the opportunity to play this. That's Soul Limbo, and for those of you who are aficionados of great sport, you'll know what we're going to talk about. It, that is the theme tune for, it was a theme tune for Test Match Special. It's about the Australian cricket team, um, who've done remarkably well. The Test Match, the Ashes, between England and Australia. Um, 
I should also point out, by the way, that the Scottish football team have done really well. They beat Georgia this week, and that means they've won four out of four of their European qualifying championship matches, which is really quite tremendous. I've long, long time since we've experienced that. But let's come to the oddities, because test match cricket, five days of cricket, it was a brilliant opening test, excellent from both sides. The Aussies ended at the end because Pat Cummings and Nathan Lyon uh, held on and managed to score 55 on the last day. Very interesting that um, the England captain declared kind of early at, at the first innings, and it's highly probable that if they'd batted on for a bit longer, they would have had the time at least to get a draw, if not a win. But speaking of cricket, well, I'm going to come back to the COVID thing. I read an astonishing article, and this doesn't seem to have got much publicity, but um, leading doctors have concluded that the death of legendary Australian cricketer Shane Warne was likely to have been precipitated by the COVID mRNA vaccine um, that he'd taken prior, nine months prior to his sudden cardiac death. His post-mortem findings revealed coronia, coronary Atherosclerosis. Sorry, uh, Dr. Asi Malhutra and Dr. Chris Neal, president of the Australian Medical Professionals Society, have concluded that the COVID vaccine can cause a rapid acceleration of coronary heart disease, especially in those who may already have had, have undetected mild disease. Now, there's a lot of questions about this, um, and I think it certainly is something that should be investigated, not least because a notable increase in heart-related diseases, diseases, heart-related deaths rather, above the historic average across the world since 2021 has been blamed by a growing number of doctors and scientists on the COVID vaccines. Possibly 5 to 10% more because of that. If this is true, and I don't know if it's true, but it's something that should be investigating, investigated. Okay, uh, let's go to Africa. Do you recognize what country this is? Oh, Centrafrique, au berceau des Bantous, reprends ton droit au respect à la vie. Longtemps soumis, longtemps brimé par tous. Mais dès ce jour, brisons la tyrannie Dans le travail, l'ordre et la dignité Tu reconquières ton droit, ton unité Et pour franchir cette étape nouvelle Well, you can tell it's a French sounding Well, it is a French one, because that is French that's been spoken It's the Central African Republic Um... It's a very optimistic anthem from today, breaking tyranny hold through work, order and dignity. We're back to our theme, dignity. You rec reconquer your rights, you unity. Um, breaking poverty and tyranny, holding high the flag of the fatherland. Well, the Central African Republic covers a land area of 620,000 square kilometres, which I think is around eight times the size of Scotland. It had an estimated population pretty well the same as Scotland. It's been the scene of a civil war since 20, well, basically since 2012. 
It has significant mineral deposits, uranium, crude oil, gold, diamonds, cobalt, lumber and hydropower, large quantities of arable land, and yet it is amongst the 10 poorest countries in the world, with a possibility that actually having all these things has made it worse. It is the country with the fourth lowest level of human development, ranking 188 out of 191, and it is estimated to be the unhealthiest country as well as the worst country in which to be young, despite all these resources. Well, there's an ongoing civil war and biblical Christians are suffering brutally from militant Islamic rebels and opposing militia groups that I supposedly identify as Christians. In such a small country, 600,000 refugees live outside the country, whilst another 600,000 live in camps for internally displaced peoples. In the southeast, previously a majority Christian region, as many as 70,000 Christian have fled their homes, and many of these homes have since been occupied by Muslims. It's such a sad and tragic situation. Let's have a little bit more music, this time from the African Children's Choir. I love that. The Watoto African Children's Choir, I saw, we hosted them in St. Peter's in Dundee and they were just great. Now, Annabel and I were reading this morning, Luke 17, 15 to 17, about Jesus saying, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And I was reading Samuel Rutherford writing to a woman who had lost several of her children, talking about how they were in God's hands uh, It's just, I find, I find it amazing that this stuff doesn't, well, maybe I don't find it amazing, maybe I expect it doesn't come on our news. But pupils in Uganda were singing gospel songs this week before a deadly attack by Islamist militants. More than 40 were killed. The Allied Democratic Forces, um, which is an, an Islamic militant group, that's what they do. They macheted these kids and adults to death. So desperately sad. Lord have mercy. The clock is ticking for crews working to rescue the Titan submersible after it went missing with five people on board while exploring the wreck site of the Titanic. 
The first sign of trouble came on Sunday after the craft plunged into the waters off the coast of Newfoundland. After an hour and 45 minutes, it lost communications. The U.S. Coast Guard then launched a rescue operation on... Now, at the time of recording this, I'm reading that they've heard sounds or whatever, but probably by the time of getting it, maybe they'll be dead. I don't know. Maybe they'll have been rescued and there'll be a big story about it. It's, it's a sad story at some level. Um, but I do want to say something else as well. I mean, the, the, these people pay $250,000 and when they join this, they sign up, a, they sign a disclaimer saying the company will not be responsible for their deaths. There are other people who pay to go on a boat trip and it's very different. And this has not received nearly as much attention in Athens. There is a rickety, there was a rickety fishing boat carrying hundreds of smug, smuggled migrants who sank in front of a Greek coast guard last week. The Greek officials said they had not intervened because the smugglers didn't want them to. Well, the smuggling is illegal and they had a responsibility. The Greek coast guard spokesperson Nikos Alexioi said you can't intervene in international waters against a boat that's not engaged in smuggling or some other crime. But smuggling people is a crime. It's possible that more than 700 people have drowned. So far they've got 80 bodies, there's 104 being rescued. It's just so desperately sad. It's believed that there's a kind of an alignment of interest between the smugglers who are paid to reach Italy and Greek authorities who would rather the migrants be Italy's problem. The catastrophe could so easily have been avoided. We weep. We weep. And it's interesting as well for me that so many of them were Pakistanis. If, if, how can these be asylum seekers? Pakistan... It's not a country, unless you're a Christian, it's not a country which is at war or persecuting people, is it? And yet they're... I just find this whole thing so depressing in so many ways. And that's why this next song... Let's... let's I mean, I'm doing a series on popular songs or secular songs which have biblical inspiration or biblical words. And last week I did Psalm 137. Um, when somebody suggested that I was Donovan and I really should have done this but yes, of course here's Boney M By the rivers of It's a bit of a strange tune because it's a, uh, a jaunty tune um, saying we sat and wept. But I think it's actually a great song. 
Okay, a couple of other things before we go. In Honduras, there are dozens dead in a Honduras women's jail riot. At least 41 people have been killed when different rival gangs in the women um, resulted in significant deaths. I thought, you know, this was meant, violence was meant to be a male premise, but it's not entirely, is it? And then the greatest children's books. We're into the top 10, and this is number 10. She gives power. You can do it, Brucie! To the powerless. Help to the helpless. Harry, take your hat off. I can't get it off. And disaster. To those who deserve it. From the author of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and James and the Giant Peach. And the unique vision. What did you do to your hair? Of director Danny DeVito comes the story of every kid's right to stand tall, no matter how small. Matilda. Well, that, of course, is the film, Matilda of the book by Roland Dahl. Um, I loved the film and the book, I thought, also was brilliantly. It was just brilliant. Um, as someone said, I think it was Connor Allen, the children's laureate of Wales, Matilda gives children hope and above all lets their imagination run wild and enjoy a heartfelt story. Then a bit of news from the church. Uh, Thomas Cromwell's personal prayer book. This is not Cromwell, my hero, but this is Thomas Cromwell of Henry VIII and so on, or rather the Tudor statesman. And um, yeah, his personal prayer book has been found in a Cambridge li- library where it's been hiding in plain sight for centuries. Um, incredible. And then here's a lovely piece of news. A friend of mine, uh, Spencer, who was uh, former president of the Scottish Secular Society, Uh, who used to argue with a lot, he tweeted out this recently. At 10, I was a Christian. At 20, I was agnostic. At 30, I was atheist. At 40, I was secular activist. And that's when I engaged with with Spencer. At 45, I was agnostic again. Now I'm 52, and he's back in my life. It was Jordan B. Peterson's fault. Wonderful. We'll maybe hear more from Spencer at another time. Thanks to Peter for producing this. Thanks to those of you who send comments, please do so. Thanks to those of you who support it, please continue to do so. If you'd like to join them, go to the Podbean fundraiser. Um, All the links and everything will be on theweeflee.com. But I'm going to finish with this. This is a song from Keith and Kirsten Getty, their latest song. Uh, It's a beautiful song. Our God will go before us. Our God will go before us and guide us by His presence. What confidence this promise is, we will never walk alone. And I am delighted by the time uh, we'll come to you next week Keith and Kirsten Getty they're going to be here in Sydney and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing with them a little bit and we'll tell you more about that next week but uh, God bless you and hope to see you next week bye is the truth that lights our way I
Songs of sorrow. 